You're listening to the Always Be Booked Caribbean Cruise and Orlando Vacation Cruise Cast with your host, Tommy Casabona. All aboard and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Always Be Booked Cruise Cast show coming to you not quite live from Orlando, Florida. I want to thank you guys so much for taking the time to find, download, and listen to the show as we cover anything and everything relating to cruising. Uh, As you guys know, this is still a brand new show. And at the top of the show, I wanted to ask a favor, but it's not just a one-way thing. I'm giving away cruises for two to the Bahamas, leaving out of West Palm Beach. Uh, All you have to do to qualify for these prizes is rate, review the show on iTunes. That would mean uh, ideally you'll subscribe to the show. Uh, You can do that very, very simply by downloading the podcast app on your smartphone and uh, basically searching for Always Be Booked. And then once you get that, you hit subscribe. You listen to the show, and if you like the show, please review it on iTunes. That helps us out huge. And now if I see you guys up there, if you do review the show, I will announce in the next coming weeks a a giveaway. And the giveaway will be a free cruise for two. Now, uh, I'm not going to disclaim this cruise so much because it is what it is. I'm not going to sit here and act like it's the harmony of the seas I'm putting you on here. It's the Bahamas Paradise Cruise Line. It is a very simple ship. It is a beautiful ship. It's a nice ship. It was an old carnival ship. Then it spent time, uh, it spent time with Costa, and now it's back in uh, the States going from West Palm Beach to um, the Bahamas. And I got to tell you, uh, I had very low expectations on the, cru- on the cruise when I went on. But to be honest with you, it's very, very well maintained. The dining room is legit. The trip to the Bahamas is legit. So, I mean, you do have to pay the port charges, uh, which is, you know, I think it's like uh, ends up being like 160 bucks or something for two people. And uh, you have to do get yourself to West Palm Beach, Florida. If you li- uh, if you live here in Florida, that's not a difficult thing to pull off. But you do. You get the first night you leave at about 4 or 5 o'clock, and then you have the whole night on the cruise ship. They do a great job on the cruise ship with the food, with the karaoke, the entertainment. It's a great time. And then you wake up the next morning. You're in uh, Freeport in the Bahamas. Spend the whole day in Freeport. And you leave back headed for West Palm, probably leaving around 7 or so, I think it was. And then you wake up in West Palm. So it's a quick little giveaway, uh, getaway. They also, a really cool thing about this is that you can extend it because they do the same run every other day. So basically every other day they're in West Palm and in the Bahamas. And if you want to grab yourself an all-inclusive resort or just a hotel, you can do that. You can book uh, a few days apart, and then you could actually get a couple of days in, in where is it, uh, Freeport. Now, it's the Bahamas. I get it. It's not the Virgin Islands. It's not, you know, some of the more exotic places in the Southern or Western Caribbean. Uh, what I do love about, uh, I love Freeport. I actually do. I like it better than Nassau, to be honest with you. Um, what I recommend you do is take a taxi. Just do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Go right to Port Lucaya. And it's a nice little bustling little area there where you can do a bunch of water sports. You'll see a bunch of the all-inclusive resorts there. When we were there, and me and the friend that I went with, we did a little jet skiing. We did a little swimming. Then we found our way up on the all-inclusive resort that was there. We made a few friends, and the bartender didn't uh, seem to mind too much that the friends that we made who were under the all-inclusive package uh, were 
ordering us drinks. Now, me not to be the uh, pauper, I obviously was throwing the guy 20s here and there, but, you know, it was just a simple thing. There was just nobody cared. It was a great time. It was a beautiful day. And, uh, you know, coming back on the cruise ship, it was cool. I did a review of this cruise on Cruise Radio with Doug Parker, which is a podcast that I highly recommend you listen to. I said it to him, yeah, you got to manage your expectations. If you think you're doing zip lining on the ship, if you think you're going to end up, you know, if you think there's a uh, flow, flow rider wave runner, uh, wave, uh, surf, surfing machine up there, you're not going to get any of that stuff. But it's a good quality ship. It's a reliable ship. It's uh, had, The food was good. They had a midnight buffet all night. You didn't go hungry. Um, they have an op- option for you to, as soon as you get on the ship, you can buy bottles. Right before you get uh, on the ship, there's a woman standing there with some bottle options. And you can basically, for like maybe 120 bucks or 80 bucks or whatever, depending upon the level of liquor that you're looking to purchase, you can purchase a bottle. And it definitely beats buying it drink by drink. And especially if you're with a couple of people, it only took one other one for me because, you know, as you may have heard on some of the other podcast we're not shy with the booze on any of these cruises so what we did was we purchased a bottle and you walk around with your bottle and wherever you go on the ship basically if you go to the aft bar or you bring your you can bring your bottle to dinner what will happen is whoever the servers are will just bring you your ice and your mixers and your glasses in many ways it might might even be better than the drink package because i think on the cruise lines you can do bottles like on carnival you could do that bon voyage package but at the same time they're not um encouraging you to walk around the ship with it uh i digress long story short what i'm doing is giving away three of those cruises for two every single week and it's going to be based on your reviewing and rating our show here on itunes now if you're the only one who reviewed the show you're getting the cruise i'm giving them away so it's going to happen. You can see me on Instagram, and you can see the pictures. We do have the cruises. They are ready to go. I'm giving out these cruises. I will get in contact with you if I see that you reviewed, and uh, you'll get these cruises. Um, so, again, thank you so much for joining. I do would like to ask you at the top of the show as well to follow us on Facebook. It's Always Be Booked on Facebook. It's a page. Yeah, it's a, fa- it's a um, what do you call it? A fan page as well as Instagram. Instagram is where I kind of have the most fun. It's visual. I do a lot of the memes. Some of them are funny. Some of them are are stupid as hell. Almost all of them are original, for for better or worse. All right, so I wanted to kind of get into, in this episode of the Always Be Booked podcast, I wanted to talk a little bit about some innovations. It's just me today. We have nobody on the phone. Like I said, I want the interactivity with this. Uh, you can make fun of me. You can tell me I'm wrong when I screw up. You can tell me what you liked, what you didn't like. Ways to get the show better. I'm saying it again. I am not a professional broadcaster. Big shock there, I'm sure. But uh, I am looking to get better each and every week. So whatever you think, uh, recommendations for the show, feedback. You know what I mean? It's going to keep me going a little bit, maybe a little encouragement. Even if you make fun of me uh, or tell me how bad it is, at least I know you're listening. And then it's own weird way that might uh, encourage me as well. So like I said, what I wanted to do on this episode was just kind of go over some of, in my opinion, over the past, I'll say maybe 10 years, what my favorite innovations, some real cruise innovations have hit the scene. Some of them are basic and old school, but uh, and some of them are brand new, but... All of them are important. 
You know what I'm saying? So we'll start with the first one, and it's an old school one. It's If you started cruising the last few years, you probably don't even think this is a big deal, and you probably don't even uh, you know, bat an eye when you hear the word freestyle dining um, from Norwegian. And I shouldn't even say freestyle dining, right? It's actually freestyle cruising because it's all freestyle. It's, it's uh, the shows. It's everything. One of my favorite things, uh, when I started cruising, I learned very, very quickly that the reason I like to cruise is because I love the freedom. You want to call it the lazy person's vacation, that's fine. But I have to go back and equate it to what I kind of do for a living. And that is a fast-paced bar, nightclub, uh, high-energy situation. I am very, very happy to get on a ship and just turn the reins over to whatever the hell's going on on that particular ship at the time. And freestyle dining affords me the ability to do that. Now, with all the new innovations comes a lot more structure. Now, what they used to say, and this, and this is two different things I'm talking about here. You have the old school structure with the cruising, where what they said in the real early days knock on cruising was that it was too much structure. You had to be at dinner at a certain time. You had to sit at this place. You had to sit at that place. You had to be at the show at this time. There's only one uh, particular uh, – the choices were limited as far as uh, seating times and – if you wanted to go to a particular show, it was the, you know what you heard was you heard it around like cattle, and you were basically told what to do. It was very rigid as well. They talked a lot about how formal it was, and you know cruising is this high class experience on uh, you know at sea. And uh, if you're going to go to the captain's dinner, or if you're going to go to the main dining room in general, you're going to have to dress to impress. And while a lot of people like that, what I think a lot of people want over that is just the ability to choose and norwegian from what i get was that uh they were and they still are you know out of the big three they are probably still uh significantly in third place but they they're doing well now and 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 they were not always doing well it was always maybe a uh, back in the day it was maybe a touch-and-go situation as to whether or not uh, Norwegian was going to make it or not. But then they come with this freestyle dining idea. And what that gives is a whole new opportunity to cruisers to do whatever the hell they want. I canceled a cruise that I was going to go on the uh, I think the Anthem of the Seas. I canceled that cruise, as you heard in the interview with me and Chris, to go on a Norwegian cruise ship for a few reasons, none more than the fact that you can do whatever you want. I was, I didn't really love the idea of having to book your dinner, book your show, the dynamic dining thing, running around. Now that can be considered an innovation, and it is. But you know, that's going back to what I was saying before, as far as the structure. So it started out being super structured. Then you had freestyle dining where you could do whatever you want. You could eat anywhere, anytime you'd like. Um, you could be seated with large groups. You could be seated with just the people that you're there with. And now it's back to kind of, you know, you have to choose where you choose your, uh, you know, show times, make appointments to do all these crazy stuff, whether it's skydiving and see. I mean, Royal Caribbean, I don't know when they're going to, uh, the bubble's going to pop on their innovations. It probably isn't because it's almost like, you know, what will they think of next? And it's almost kind of cool too because you know some of them aren't going to work. Some of them are going to flop. You know, I could see I could see that skydiving thing. You know, you get 30 seconds in the thing. Maybe it'll last forever, but I don't know. Who knows? They, you know, you have bumper cars at sea. You have uh, ice skating at sea. You know, you have all this stuff. So 
sometimes you're in the mood for just to seeing what's uh, on the cutting edge of what they're going to bring to the table. And sometimes you're in the mood to just get on a ship, go to some real kick-ass islands, and really, really, you know, get, get, you know, just overindulge in some good food, good booze, some good comedy, some good shows and entertainment. And most importantly, meet a ton of new people that you just kind of stay connected with forever over the years. They got a cool system with the freestyle dining too. Like you, you walk around the ship and you see these screens, and it basically tells you if, if there's eleven restaurants on the ship, it'll do a system where it's like red, green, and I think it's yellow. I don't know. I may, I may be forgetting the exact uh, dots, but it basically see you could see like teppanyaki. If I pronounce that right, is the uh, hibachi place. A, it's one of the more popular ones, and B, it's probably the smallest venue. So. That particular restaurant, you'll see it's usually on red, which means you're going to have to grab a phone and make a reservation quick. Uh, you know, some of the other ones aren't so, uh, you know, you'll see the green. If, this, if you see the green dot next to the restaurant uh, during the time slot at that particular restaurant, you know you got some time. So no reason to rush. Uh, and people really, really do um, like that system. Uh, something else. All right, so let's move on to the next innovation. Freestyle dining, freestyle cruising, I should say, is one of the best. Now, while it's no, it's not a, you know, it's 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 not new anymore. It's not anything that anybody gets excited about. Oh wow, freestyle! No, but back in the day when it started, it was it was pretty innovative, and uh, it was pretty cutting edge. Now, not so much. But um, moving on. Now, I started cruising in two thousand and what was it? Uh, two thousand ten, and to be honest with you. It was like, you know, you kind of, you book your cruise and you have your, um, you know, you have your budget that you want to spend. You really, if you wanted to have some drinks, you really, really had to put aside some money. If you were, uh, especially if you were taking a significant other and, you know, weren't expecting them to pay, uh, you really had to put some money aside. And for a lot of people, it still may not be worth it, but... Since, I guess, around, when was it? Even 2012 I cruised. It wasn't really. Around 2000, between 2012 and 2013, I'm saying off the top of my head, is when the drink packages really started to get popular. Carnival, I think, did it as an experiment, and then you know what's going to happen. Everybody, actually, I shouldn't say that. Carnival was the first experience I had with the drink package. I'm not sure if they were the first or not, being totally honest with you. But uh, I know once one of them did it, they all had to do it, and I don't, I don't I don't I don't think I'm going to cruise again if there's not a drink package involved. So uh you know, you have the people that dabble with the booze and plenty of people it's not worth it for for. Now, I met a couple on my last cruise and this is great. Now, you know, they say, "Well, I'm what are you an alcoholic? You got to get the, the the drink package." I met a couple on the last cruise that sat there with a bucket of beer the entire time and they didn't get the drink package on purpose because it limited them to 15 drinks. I think it was 15 on Carnival. 15 drinks per uh, per day. So they were like, we don't get the drink package because they don't let you drink enough. <laughs> to me, I just thought that. I mean, being a guy, a bar nightclub guy, um, I just thought that was not something like that is impressive stuff right there. You don't get the drink package because they cap you at 15. Um, so I, what I do want to do, I didn't want to make this show about 
the drink packages, but while we are here, I think it is important. Uh, you may want to footnote this part of the show to make sure that you know and you can make an educated decision as to uh, whether or not the uh, drink package makes sense for you. So we can talk about the three uh, major cruise lines. We could probably talk about all the other ones too, but let's keep it simple here because it's only a uh, X amount of minutes we're going to have on this show. But uh, let's start with Carnival. Carnival is basically 50 bucks prior. If you purchase, and this is uh, you know, before tip, and um, it's based on a per-day basis. So you're talking about $50 per day uh, if you book prior. It's $54 per day if you book it on board. So definitely if you think you might be having some cocktails and you might be getting aggressive with the booze, you may want to do that before you set sail. Um, it also adds a 15% gratuity. It's good for drinks that are up to $50 in price. Now, I'm, I, I need to figure out. Now, I'm going on a carnival cruise in a few days. I'm certainly going to be asking what those $50 in price drinks are because um, I think to me that sounds like it's just more of like a selling point than anything else. There is a limit of 15 person per day, as I uh, noted before. You need to wait five minutes between drinks, and that's obviously uh, so that you know they don't real think that you're, you know, giving away drinks or, or or sharing them with other people, or possibly, you know, drinking yourself into a stupor as well. It includes all soft drinks, but not souvenir cocktails. It does not include shots either. It is not available on the private island uh, Half Moon K, which is I think that's BS. You know what I mean? Uh, Half Moon K is the private island owned by Carnival. It's all their product. It's all their liquor. It's amazing. I don't know, not to digress. And like I said, we're going to do this here and there. But have you ever been to uh, one of these private islands? I'm not sure how all of them do it. I think Labadee Hades become almost like it's not even an island. It's it's a piece of land in Haiti. But it's owned by Royal Caribbean. Now, uh, Half Moon K or Key, however the hell you're supposed to say it, is um, – Owned by Carnival. And you just have to, like I said in a couple of last uh, podcasts, I have such a respect for just business operations that are just well-oiled machines to the level they're at. One of the reasons I got into cruising and be, because I was just so impressed about it overall by its in, uh, innovations, but more just the efficiency and how they do it. We rolled into Half Moon K, and it's um, – well, how should I say it? K or Key? Sound like a moron here, but let's go with Key. Uh, we roll into Half Moon Key and we stop the ship, and you got a tender, but you're not allowed to get off the ship because basically, for the most part, what you're dealing with is an uninhabited island in the middle of the Bahamas. I'm sure they have obvious, not I'm sure, I know they have um, things set up preliminarily to, to you actually getting on the island, but in essence, what they're doing is taking their entire crew and uh, Bringing all the provisions, all I don't even know. They may be shit, the booze, the food. I don't even know if they <laughs> set up the gift shop before it or not. That would be hysterical if there's just empty huts and um, they get off the ship and an uh, hour before they're like literally stocking the retail gift shops so that it's basically set up. They have to set up the fires for the barbecue because it is a delicious barbecue. Man, they make that island food out there. And but, but what you really see is, you know, you walk, you've already been on the ship for a few days and you're walking around and you see the same kind of things in the buffet. They try to switch it up as much as possible, but basically you get on that island, you get off and it they just re, they just created the whole thing. There is a uh brick and mortar 
uh, Captain Morgan style bar there, and uh, I guess they just loaded up with ice, beer, food, soft drinks. Not so, not food. The food is separate. The food is you have to. That's a weird part too about Half Moon Key. You have to kind of follow directions and read the signs because you you really are you know traveling and navigating through this tropical rainforest trying to find your way uh to the food but the truth is i'm not knocking it at all it's cool it's an adventure it's not the island where you're going to be able to you know have a ton of things going on you're certainly not going to get a cultural experience you're not entering some you know you're not it's not like san juan or st thomas where you can do downtown shopping and meet natives nobody lives on these islands guys uh, on this particular island half moon key we digressed, but we were talking about the drink package, and they set up that bar, and they stocked the bar, but all the booze is coming directly off the ship. I think it's BS that they do not offer the drink package stuff on the island, and you're hearing it first. I'm giving a prediction that they're going to do it eventually. Royal Caribbean does it. If you go to Labadee, Haiti, and I think if you go to um, – shoot, what's that other one? I'm going to remember in a second um, – Either way, we'll remember it. We'll come back to it. But um, they offer their drink package, the labadoozies and stuff like that. They give it to you on the islands because why not? It's their, it's their booze. So if you're giving – it's the same booze they're taking off the ship. They're probably bringing the ship – they're probably bringing it back onto the ship you know, when it's not used. So to me, it's a little bit of a ripoff that they're actually going to charge you money for the booze and you bought a drink package on the ship and it's still their liquor. Um but that's basically it. The other stipulation, um, and this is a big one, uh, carnival lovers, if you want the drink package, everybody in your stateroom that's over 21 has to purchase it. These are all just a series of stipulations, obviously geared towards having you not share the drinks. You know what I'm saying? Like you can buy drinks and bring them back to your cabin and just stock up. And even if, let's just say, you want to split a drink package. You're two people in a, in a, in a, and you're basically going to get it for 150 on a seven, eight day cruise. And you know what? Maybe you're not that big of drinkers, but you still, even if you get six, seven drinks each a day, it's worth it. And you can kind of stockpile. So they're against that. Let's talk Norwegian drink package. Norwegian drink package, it's, uh, um, what is it? Corks and caps. Uh, it's basically 59 bucks for all you can drink wine and beer. Now, that's just wine and beer. If you want the ultimate beverage package, and that's uh, basically what's most comparable to Carnival's Cheers program, Norwegian charges $79 per person per day with an 18% gratuity. That's good for drinks that are up to $15 in price. Um, it's the same situation, the same stipulation as far as having everybody in your cabin having to purchase it. Um if you are going to travel for five days or more, you have to purchase it um, in advance. And if you're going to purchase it three or four days, uh, if, if you, I'm sorry, if you have a cruise that's three or four days, it has to be purchased on board. It's not available for sailings that are less than th three days. However, it's basically always included. So you're dealing with a product that is priced significantly higher the gratuity is significantly higher there's some a little bit more stipulations as far as um when you have to purchase it but i don't know if you've searched norwegian cruise lines uh lately but you're basically not going to come across a cruise where you can you you don't have the option to choose this for free which 
I mean, I guess, I don't know. Like, it's a great selling point. Uh, it devalues Norwegian a lot, I guess, but whatever. It's a great selling point, and uh, I, as the consumer, are certainly not going to complain about it. Um, many times they have this stipulation where it's only good for an ocean view and above. That's why on a lot of Norwegian cruises, you'll see they'll they'll be uh, a ton of inside cabins left up until the last day, and then they'll start really, really discounting them heavy. And the reason for that is because why would you buy an inside cabin if you can, if you like to drink, and you could basically get an ocean view cabin for a couple hundred dollars more, and then you get the the you get the advantage of having the ocean view cabin, and you get free drinks the entire time. And there's, I don't think there's no limit, so you can there's no there's no fifteen per day limit on Norwegian. Norwegian knows how to get down. So that's Norwegian. Let's go over to Royal Caribbean. Royal Caribbean has uh, three, uh, three different types of packages. Um, they have the select package for $39 per person per day. They have beer and wine, and uh, that's what is involved with that. Those are valued for drinks up to $8 per day. They also have a premium package, and that gives it to you for $49, uh, and that includes cocktails up to $12 and soft drinks. It's basically, that's, that's their average one. If you're going to talk like Cheers and you know the regular uh, Ultimate on, on Norwegian, um, that's the same, the same situation. They call it the, uh, the premium package. You get the $12 value. They also have an Ultimate selection where they call it their Ultimate Beverage uh, Package. But that particular package includes all fresh juices, includes premium caffeinated beverages as well. Now that's 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 big right there. Any coffee drinks you want, any uh, fresh juices and stuff like that, you can get that with the ultimate package on uh, Royal. All of these uh, require an eighteen percent gratuity as well. Uh, they also only want to give away one drink at a time, and. Like Norwegian and unlike Carnival, there is no limit on how many you can consume. And the beauty of this, which is different than both of those cruise lines, is that you can buy it in your stateroom and be the only one in your stateroom over 21 that's going to purchase it. So that's cool. So that's basically in a nutshell. Let's move on to our uh, third innovation that I think is very, very important in, um, you know, in the grand scape of cruising over the years. What you notice lately is a lot of brand associations. Um, again, used to get on the Norwegian, Carnival, Royal, wherever, cruise lines, and it was just a nice little setup. You'd have your main dining room. You'd have your, uh, you know, your pools, and you have all the basics that, you know, it was innovative enough back then that you were able to do all that stuff at sea. In the recent years, what started happening is that all these cruise lines started associate associating themselves with brands that are on land and having their version of whatever they do being brought to you at sea. Obviously, uh, the biggest innovator across the board has mostly been Royal Caribbean. We talked about the wow factor, but here are some of the brand associations that I thought were cool. You have Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville. If you've ever been to Grand Turk, man, that place is great. Not all the... Uh, Jimmy Buffett Margaritavilles are on the level of the Grand Turk. Basically, uh, one of the cruise directors I had on one of my cruises joked, uh, you know, we're going to San Juan, we're going to St. Thomas, and we're going to Margaritaville. 
uh, I guess that was a little uh, <laughs> shot in good fun at the island of Grand Turk, which I don't agree with him. I think he was just being, you know, breaking balls. But I thought I loved Grand Turk, but far and away. Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville is the biggest thing on Grand Turk, and they do it right too, man. You want to talk about business-wise and how to run an operation, you can't get in or out of the place without going through the gift shop, and the gift shops are nice. They have a lot of cool stuff, and then they do a good job. The DJ's great. The food's solid. I don't get it. I don't ex- might make excuses for it, but you will get sometimes some disinterested service uh, staff at uh, Margaritaville. Whatever. Just go to the bar. Swim up pool, but talking about uh, as it pertains to on cruise ships, Norwegian signed it up, and I think it's on the um, Escape. The Norwegian Escape has the uh, Jimmy Buffett's Margaritaville. I have not experienced it yet, but I've heard a lot of reports about it, and people really, really, really enjoy it. Another obvious one is part of the Carnival 2.0 package, Guy Fieri, Guy's Burger Joint. I'm going to tell you something. I just sailed in March. I sailed on the, uh, what was the Destiny, but now became the Carnival Sunshine. They have the full gamut of the 2.0 features, including Guy's Burger Joint. Man, it was good. Guy's Burger Joint. Guy's, Guy opened up a place in Times Square. And I don't still don't think they're recovering from the reviews they got. Look up the New York Times review of Guy's Burger Joint in Times Square, New York City. And this poor guy, man, he got lambasted. I don't know if he's just, I don't know, they picked on the dude, man. I mean, it, come on. he makes It's a burger joint. It's not that bad. And they just basically hammered it. And uh, again, like I said, I don't think they're recovering. What they also did was uh, they had guys... Uh, Guy's uh, Smokehouse, I forgot what it's called, I'm sorry, Guy's uh, Smokehouse Joint or whatever the hell it is, but it, he, and that speaks to me, I'm a huge barbecue fan, and on some of these ships now, they're starting to put in the uh, Guy's Smokehouse, so slow-cooked brisket, slow-cooked pork and pulled pork and stuff like that are going to be on a lot of the guys, um, a lot of the carnival ships that have the affiliation with guys. I think they're just going to basically try it on a couple of the ships, see how it works, and then uh, roll it out as much as they can. Probably won't be fleet-wide. By the way, I'm honest here. I'm not uh, in the mode of trying to uh, sugarcoat things. No offense, but you're talking about some of the cruise lines and what they're coming out with. I'm a, I'm a carnival guy. I like carnival cruise line. But I got to tell you, man, we got, it, it's almost we got to start really uh, building out off these fantasy class ships. They they definitely look like they were 1978 ships. I know a lot of them were built in the 90s and stuff like that. But I mean, you're talking about the fantasy, the ecstasy, the sensation, uh, the fascination. It starts to get a little bit better with the fascination. It starts to look a little bit better. But I don't know. I think uh, these they, with you. How are you going to put the freaking carnival fantasy? You're going to roll into port with the Carnival Fantasy right next to the Oasis of the Seas or something like that. You have to. Yeah, Carnival, really, let's, I'm not saying retire these sh- cruise ships, but I would love for Carnival to kind of get on that Vista game and start bringing, I'm not saying you got to be bigger and better, but those ships really look outdated. You look on the deck, it looks, it looks old. The, the, the wood on the deck is worn away. Now, somebody tell me I'm wrong. You know what I mean? Call me up. Not call me up. I'm sorry. Email me at Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Comment on my Facebook, whatever. You, I really think Carnival needs to 
you know, half the, you're almost talking about, you know, a third of the fleet, not really a third of the, maybe a quarter of the fleet is in this fantasy class. And I just think you got to step up the game. I know Carnival, you're the ringleader. You know what I mean? You guys are running the whole show. You have the most, you know, cruise ships out of any other uh, cruise line. You also have the Carnival uh, Corporation, which has all these other cruise lines under it. You don't need to be trapping these fantasy class ships out there anymore. You know, let's just sell them off more, you know, maybe retire a couple of them. Enough is enough. Uh, it starts to get better at around the spirit class to me. I think I think I, I, any of the spirit class ships, I, I like them a lot. They look good. They look like they're at least of this of this century, which really kind of it's the first first class of uh, ships by Carnival that basically are all from this century. But yeah, I don't know. these fantasy class ships, in my opinion, I think we got to kind of maybe start thinking about pulling the plug on them. What do you guys think? Let me know. All right, let's go back to Norwegian uh, Innovation at Sea, the Cake Boss at Sea. People went nuts for this guy over in Hoboken. He uh, had that reality show. I think it was on TLC. And um, it was a very, very successful TV show. And amazing how the synergy of that TV show, you know, brought so much success to that already successful I mean, it's spanning over a couple of different generations in Hoboken. People just loved and swore by this bakery. And uh, this guy's name is... And people just love it. The pastries, the uh, desserts, the the bread, everything. Very, very popular on land. I know people that swear by it and won't go anywhere else. And just become a just a Hoboken, New Jersey institution. And now it's at sea. And uh, they do a great job with it. People, people really like it. Um... Another one is the George Lopez Punchliner. This is probably more specific towards me. I love this. I, I love I loved the, the, the comedy club. Um, I think they did away with the George Lopez thing. But in the beginning, they were calling it George Lopez Punchliner Club on Carnival. Um, you also had Second City. Now, I'm more of a stand-up comedy guy, you know, a little bit raw. New York City, you know, the, the term is blue. They like to work blue and... You know, say whatever the hell's on your mind, kind of shock value stuff. I'm not trying to say, you know, you gotta, you can't be a good comedian unless you curse or whatever, but I prefer, you know, the no holds bar approach towards comedy. And clearly, Carnival does too, because if you ever sat in on one of those shows at the Punchliner, you are going to be made aware over and over again by the MC, by the comedy club manager, by the assistant cruise director, whoever's hosting the show that night. That if you are easily offended, you should absolutely leave the room right now. And, uh, you know, they're funny. When they work the crowd, you know, I've been on the <laughs> receiving end of them hammering me a couple of times. It's fun time, man, and they are just hysterical. I don't know. I don't know if it's that or it's just me just, like, loving it. It's just you're at sea. You're in a good mood. You got a couple of drinks, and everybody's funny. But I don't think so. I think they, I think these guys are legitimately funny guys at sea. That's the joke. uh Amongst comedians, because I'm a big stand-up comedy fan across the board, and you know the whole working cruise ships is a huge stigma to comedians. But I don't get it. I I think they're all hysterical. So these guys who are supposedly the hacks of the business, to me, they're cracking me up. Um, you also have on uh, Norwegian, you have Second City. Um, to me, I, I respect them. I respect the talent. Uh, I think they're great, innovative, innovative, uh, very very sharp uh, improv stuff. Um, if you're into that stuff, it's great. And I do. I go when I'm on a Norwegian cruise ship. I don't like to miss the Second City comedy comedy shows. But I will fully and readily admit that my uh, my heart is to regular stand-up, old-school stand-up comedy. So 
That's what I'm kind of into. Uh, Broadway shows at sea. Now, I'm not talking about the standard, and I'm not knocking them because I would go see all of them once, the Broadway shows, the Broadway-style shows, I should say. Like, you know, you'll go in and the pit band will be down there, and then you'll have the um, decade show, so they'll come out dressed in the 60s and do a medley of all 60s songs, and they'll do it through the 90s and 2000s, and they'll have, like, some sort of theme, and everybody will be dressed uh, decade-appropriate during a... I think all that stuff is cool, but, you know, you, you, once you're on four, five, ten cruises, you've seen it all. So what they do now is they're actually doing Broadway shows at sea. They're licensing these shows out to be played at sea, and, uh, you know, just some of them that they're putting out there, you have... Uh, Rock of Ages, you have, and that was, I believe it was Nor- uh, Norwegian. You had Mamma Mia, that was on uh, the a lot of the, what was the, those were on the quantum classes on the uh, Royal Caribbean side. You have all the Disney stuff. Now, Disney, they say, now, you know, Disney has that rap where it's for families, and I it probably is. But you're talking Disney, they're an entertainment company first, cruise line second. So everything you hear about, Disney is that the entertainment aboard the Disney ship is just second to none and it's unapproachable by any of the other cruise lines and I would absolutely believe that you know a hundred percent you have Greece you have even have cats some of them are doing uh, Saturday Night Fever all these high profile Broadway shows that just had decades worth of runs are finding themselves at sea and I think that's great. I mean, I really do because I haven't seen any of them at sea, but I would. I absolutely, when I was going to go on that uh, quantum uh, sailing out of New York before we canceled to go on the gem, I absolutely would have checked out the, um, what was it? It was Mamma Mia, even though I've never in my life have never decided, desired to go to the TKTS booth in New York City and say, hey, what do you got? How much for Mamma Mia? Give me a couple of Mamma Mia orchestra, orchestra seats. I'm not a big Broadway guy, but... There's some shows that I just, I mean, I, again, it's almost like the improv. I respect the hell out of what goes into that stuff. Uh, seeing 30 people on stage singing and dancing, uh, it's not as much to me as it is to a really good storyline. You know what I mean? I want talented acting. Uh, I want a good, captivating storyline. So that's why I'm a movie guy. I'm not the most huge Broadway guy. But, but having said that, if I was able to experience some of this stuff at sea, I would absolutely go. Another innovation. What's the fifth one we're talking about? Carnival 2.0 in general. Carnival just decided, you know what? And I guess that's why they still have that fantasy class out there. Because I guess, you know, they're not claiming to be the most innovative cruise line in the world. They're claiming to be the fun ships, the funnest. So I guess rather than just start building ships like crazy, let's just go 2.0 and we'll innovate and renovate all the ships that we do have. You know, to me on the sunshine, I don't know. I, I, a lot of people will disagree with me, and I hate talking bad because I will tell you this right now. I promise you, I have never been on a bad cruise. But it, you can't help but compare cruises and cruise lines and uh, cruise ships with each other. And to me, yes, I know the, the it was a historic renovation that went on uh, from the Destiny to the Sunshine. But to me, I could still feel the age of the ship. I still felt like I was on an old ship. Even though uh, you know it was refurbished, but getting back to the whole 2.0, the 2.0 innovation uh, via the Carnival Cruise Line was the idea. Like I like I said, let's just revamp most of these ships and give them uh, 
uh, more than a paint job because they really, really went in. Several, several million-dollar projects on every ship. You have the Guy's Burger Joint. You have the Blue Iguana Cantina. uh, You have – I'm going to tell you something right now. Those – I don't know what the hell – they put in those burritos and those breakfast burritos and whatever, but that, uh, d- delicious. I mean, I have to tell you, delicious, delicious uh, Mexican cuisine. It, again, it's, you compare it to the Chipotle or compare it to wherever. You know, it's not sit-down, fine-dining Mexican, but, you know, uh, well, there's not a lot of sit-down, fine-dining Mexican. It's meant to be just rich Comfort food, food that's going to fill you up, and, and it t- tastes great too. And the blue iguana did not disappoint there. You have the rem- red frog situation where you have the rum bar and you have the pub where there's, uh, you know, they, they brew their own beer over there. And you have the red frog ale, the standard ale. I definitely had a, more than a few of those. Uh, you have the alchemy bar. Here's a complaint, and I told you, we're going to bring it to you straight. Uh, the alchemy bar, they I think they may be a little bit too fancy for their own good you go at the alchemy bar and i've been there and it's you know uh to me i don't know they got the, the bartenders dressed up like doctors and all these heavy craft cocktails with all these ingredients and you know it takes a while to train these guys on how to make them and it really if you're looking to get a drink and get back out to the pool don't go to the alchemy bar if you're looking to really really savor the perfect cocktail that's handcrafted and, and designed perfectly and you know and you'll sit there in that in that alchemy bar and really really just sip it and enjoy it then yeah go but if you're looking to get where you need to be and get back out onto the Lido deck or get back into the club or get back into the piano bar or get to your show or whatever the alchemy bar is not where you want to be it, it just takes too long to get a freaking drink over there uh library bar great that's whatever uh doesn't move the meter for me at all ea sports bar i love you know what i mean like you know the most of the carnival ships did have a sports bar but the ea sports bar is revamped better situation with the tvs uh there's no trouble getting a drink at the ea sports bar and it's a great place to go because you we all know you're detached you're at you're at sea and you're out of the loop and if you're a sports fan uh, forget it if you got a fantasy football team going and you know you want to stay in the loop you could always stop by i found myself always just popping in even late night you know i'm done drinking i'm done for the night you know what i got to get my 20 minutes in of espn i'm going to the ea sports bar so i loved it over there what else did you have you have the wow the wow royal caribbean now this is what we were alluded to before as far as uh taking innovations to a different level that's Royal Caribbean, and uh, they used, you know, Carnival's Fun Ships, Norwegian's Freestyle. Uh, Royal Caribbean is all about that wow. Um, when you talk about these Oasis-class ships, that is, that's, that's, it's just another freaking level. They basically built two hotels on the, do- on, on the deck, and they built a, a, a park called Central Park in the middle of the two hotels. And not only if that wasn't enough, they're throwing a zip line through that park at the top deck. You're talking ships that hold 6,000 people. You're talking about two pools on the top deck. You're talking about uh, an elevator. What do they call the rising tide? I think that's what it was called. Uh, I may have butchered that, but uh, you're talking about an, a bar that's an elevator. You can sit on it. You can you get on the elevator, and the bar just goes up and down and brings. That's I I can't wait to get on that thing. You know, you have the um, bumper cars at sea. You have. You know, in the quantum class too, you can talk about that. So that's basically the two new classes. You got the Oasis class ships, which is going to wow you with the ultimate amount of just 
I guess, the size of the ship. That ship is just at any – if you've ever been to a port where you see the Oasis or the Allure and coming up soon, the Harmony, you, you, your ship is going to basically you'd be dwarfed. Uh, and you just see that aqua theater. Are you kidding me? They have a dive theater on those ships. And just tons and tons of restaurant options. It's beautiful. I mean, they, these Oasis ships. Then they came out with the Quantum class. The difference between the Quantum class and the Oasis class is that the Quantum class was going to be, that's going to be the most technologically advanced cruise ship. Probably even ideally a little bit nicer, more higher end than the Oasis. The Oasis is about, you know, the, the size and the sheer force and the, sh- the the bells and whistles, the quantum was coming with the technological advancements like, you know, high-speed Wi-Fi. I keep forgetting what they call that arm that goes across the top that you sit in that pod and it brings you 400 feet above the of the deck and you're overlooking everything. Also, there's 270 Lounge, which during the day is basically a ship living room where you can kind of hang out, have some drinks, meeting place, just a, a loungy type of area. Then at night it transforms into a theater, and the star of the show is the screens that they have that are all movable, extra high definition. The windows, they bring down screens on the windows, so you know what used to be windows is now a screen to show you these high definition uh over-the-top, state-of-the-art productions on the screens. And yes, there are some human actors as well that, that are part of the show in addition. But what else are we talking about with uh, the, the quantum? You're talking about skydiving at sea. You're talking about bumper cars. You're talking about roller skating at sea. You're talking about the, you know, the upgraded solarium. Many, many more stuff. And then what they did was they took everything. Oh, oh and the robot bartenders... <laughs> That's got to be more of a gimmick. I don't know how many more ships they're going to do that for. Maybe they will. Maybe it'll be a huge hit. But to stand there and wait for some robot to make you a drink that is perfectly counted out, I'd rather throw a 20 at our regular bartender and know I'm going to get an extra couple of counts on that uh, liquor pour. But um, it, it probably is a sight to see. You got a robot making you a bar. Do you get? Let me ask you. You get to uh, sit at that bar and talk to uh, <laughs> talk to the robot about your problems and wait for a response. I don't know. Um, but what they are going to do uh, with the harmony from everything I'm hearing is that the harmony is the best of the both wor- both worlds. It's as smart a ship as the quantum, and as uh, just physically impressive and imposing of a ship as the Oasis classes uh, class ships. So that's going to be the ultimate. That probably right now, you know, taking luxury out of it because you know obviously we know about Seaborn and Crystal and the stuff they do as far as waiting on you hand and foot. The harmony of the seas is going to be the most impressive thing from a structural standpoint at sea I think we've ever seen. And again, with Royal Caribbean, who knows where it ends? They're going to keep trying and pushing the, you know, trying to raise the bar. And that's it. I'm excited to see what else comes. Some of it's funny because you know it's just gimmicky and it's like, okay, what else, what else can we possibly do? At sea, you know what I mean. Started, they started doing rock climbing. Where's it going to end? You know, just uh, they're going to have you diving off the side of the ship soon. I, I I don't know what's next, but it is impressive stuff, and it really, really is cool to see where it's going to go. And that's it. That, that's just my opinion, guys. On on uh, one through six, some of the, oh, what I wanted to honorable mention just when uh, Norwegian breakaway started doing the boardwalk stuff. I think it's really cool when you can be on a ship and feel like you're. Uh, street side or ocean side you're on a boardwalk uh, I was always wondering before they did that why they never did do that 
but you can kind of walk into a bar or a restaurant and sit down, or you can sit outside al fresco on the boardwalk and basically enjoy everything that that restaurant, bar, whatever it is, has to offer. But you're sitting comfortably in your seat with your significant other or with your friends or whoever you're cruising with, and you have the view of the ocean. Uh, to me, that's that that's cool as hell. The boardwalk, where whoever's doing that concept, I think Breakaway was first, but I think a lot of ships are doing it now as well. Again, I appreciate you guys listening. Now, I wanted to let you guys know that I am four days away now. We're leaving the 16th cruise that we are really, really excited about. It's the Carnival Splendor. It's a Carnival live trip out of Miami. Now, I've been on the Splendor out of New York a bunch of times, but Sam Hunt, country music. I'm going to say country music in quotes because <laughs> he's more pop than country at this point. It is a six-day sailing out of Miami, like I said, hitting the ports of Ocho Rios, Jamaica, which I've never been to, uh, Grand Cayman, which I've never been to, and Cozumel. I've, I have been to Cozumel. So I'm really, really excited about it going on with uh, a group of six of us, all good friends. The podcast that you just heard, I'm not looking to make it all about how drunk can you get and how much of a party it's going to be. I am absolutely going to go into all things cruising, whether it's family cruising, couples cruising, wedding cruising, group cruising, stuff like that. But yeah, I'm going to not necessarily uh, give the impression that this upcoming cruise isn't going to be a debaucherous event. We are pumped about this thing. We got the drink package ready to go. We got a night in West Palm Beach before, and we're going to do a podcast in our hotel room. My buddy Stu and uh, who you've heard before, Chris, on a previous show, uh, we're going to talk about was the night before Christmas, and we're going to talk about some of the things that we do uh, to prep for some of these uh, really extra fun cruises and these wild cruises that this is probably certainly going to be. Um, so look out for that. Again, please rate us on iTunes. First and foremost, subscribe. Again, podcast app on the iPhone or on any, you know, your smartphone in general. Uh, go to Always Be Booked from the search bar and subscribe. Then whenever you can, rate us, and when I see your rating up there, we will be contacting you. Uh, and if you know you're one of the, if there's you know twenty people, so you got a you got a three out of twenty shot if twenty people review. If four people review it, three out of four people, I'm giving away three cruises for two per week to people who review and rate our show. Thank you so much for listening. Pardon me if I droned on a lot. Again, I got to get out of that habit and stop apologizing to you people. You know what I mean? We're doing my best. You guys know I'm doing my best. You guys know I'm not a professional. And uh, we're having some fun out here. And hopefully you enjoyed this episode of Always Be Booked. Thanks again for listening, folks. Takes away all of your big problems. You could worry, you could drive them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat is from. Take one part sand, one part sea, and one part shade of a nine on a tree. And the drinks are cold and the reggae is hot. And I know this is the place for me. Get away to where the boat is from. It takes away all of your big problems. You could worry, you could drive them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the